So welcome, welcome today to, to this podcast. I'm joined here today by David Conroy and Fiona Conroy, mm -hmm. together also with, um, with David Irving. Uh, myself, I'm Gavin Lennox. Um, we're here on as part of the uh, 20th anniversary road trip and we're visiting some of our, our great alumni around New Zealand. So what I'd like to do is just open by asking you a few questions. Perhaps, uh, David, if you could give a bit of background around Conroy, the, the journey to where you are today, what you do, uh, where you started and where you are today. Yes, uh, when, when I left school, I worked as a, uh, in a warehouse, but I always had a passion for transport. My uh, grandfather had a transport business and my uncle had a transport business and I had a, just had a passion for trucks and transport. Uh, when I was 21, I had the opportunity to buy a license to start to start the business. Back in those days, uh, 50 odd years ago, you had to have a license to operate. Mm -hmm. So I managed to buy a, a truck, truck, a little trucking business that was doing furniture removals, and it gave me the rights to travel the North Island, shifting people. So I bought that. Uh, so is that when the, the business is 50 years old? 50, uh, next, next year, next, year. next October. Right, okay, that's yeah. a big master. Yeah, so uh, that was uh, my start. I brought, purchased the business and then uh, approximately 18 months, two years later, my uh, brother, who was an accountant for one of the oil companies, uh, had a, thought he would like to uh, have a, you know, work alongside me. So we purchased another small trucking business and put the two together. So I started in Napier, he started in Hastings, so mm -hmm. we put the two together. Okay. And uh, we, we grew from there. So we had a, a gradual, uh, we, we started to employ people, uh, and then I think it would have been, what, 10, 15 years we, uh, later, we uh, moved into Auckland. We, we, we set a little branch up in Auckland because a lot of our work was in and out of Auckland. Mm -hmm. uh, and we grew, grew, grew from there, the business gradually grew, and then we went to Wellington some years later, on to, uh, from Wellington we went to Christchurch. Christchurch. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the, the economy wasn't going that well in those early days, and some of the older seventies wasn't great. No, was it? A lot of a lot of the older companies who had been going for probably 50, 60 years were struggling, mm. and one couple of the bigger companies really were doing it hard. So we purchased a South Island operation for a company called uh, DJ McGregor. They were an old household name in the moving field. So we purchased their South Island division, and. Uh, which has been very successful, and uh, two, two of the staff are still here today. Mm -hmm. That's 30 odd years ago. And David, these are all household removals, aren't they? Yes, yeah. In those early days, but we then started to, uh, the railways had a, a monopoly over general transport and furniture yes. transport, but they were starting to, the, the rules were starting to be uh, relaxed a little. And we were able to get a license to transport new furniture, yeah. and uh, which gave us a, a wide opening to grow our business. 
So from there, we, we Christchurch really gave us a real foothold in the whole New Zealand uh, scene. So we then progressed to uh, Wellington, purchased... Uh, Tauranga. Pardon? Tauranga. No, Wellington was next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, then we uh, were there for, a, we grew, grew our Wellington branch and then we set up in Tauranga and built our own building there. And then we, uh, oh, probably about 10 years ago, we called Nelson. We were always in Nelson. <laughs> so we set up in Nelson. So you've grown by acquisition and organic growth? More, more acquisition. Organic. More organic. More, more yeah. organic, okay. Yeah. So what did you do differently? If You mentioned that economically it was challenging for some of your competitors and they, they chose to sell out. So what made your business different from theirs? Well, we, we worked in the business and we were pretty passionate, so we were able to uh, get out there and do the work and work alongside our workers. We didn't have a big infrastructure in place, like we had now, uh, and a big head office function that we had to support. Right. So we, we were pretty competitive. Right. in our early days. But you did, it was all remote. It's hard to be in everywhere. That's it? right, yeah. 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 So, but then, you know, it, it, it worked for us, say, because we, even today, we're still very, Fiona and I are still very involved in the running of the business at, at, at branch level. Yeah. Uh, so we, we went to Tarot and then we went back to Nelson. And then we had this, we, prior to that, we had a vision Australia, we loved Australia because we were doing a lot of work to and try. So we, we, 25 years ago, we purchased a little broken down three truck business in Brisbane. Mm. And uh, we, we thought we could give it a go. And we, anyway, we, we brought, brought this business and we shifted it to three people over from New Zealand to run it. Your best, plenty of your best people? Yes, yeah. Yes. And truthfully, uh, it didn't make any money for a long time, but right. we were able to build a, quite a big warehouse there with what we did do, so that, that worked well. Uh, and then uh, probably about six, eight years after that, we had an opportunity to take a company over who was in trouble, uh, their Brisbane branch and their Townsville branch. So we. We took that business over and we inherited some more staff who were good at what they did. Did you rebrand or did you we, keep, we kept Conroy? We changed it to Conroy. Yes. Right. Everywhere we went, we changed to Conroy. Mm -hmm. And then uh, probably uh, it would be five or six years later, we had the opportunity to, to uh, take over a, an old New Zealand company that had operated in Australia called Movements International. Mm -hmm. They were quite. They were probably the fourth biggest in Australia at the time, oh, okay. and they got into financial difficulty. And but we were friendly with the owner. It had downsized a lot, so they were up that eastern seaboard, were they? Yeah. yeah. And they approached us to uh, have a look at it and see if we would uh, take over some of their work. I, I I spent time over there doing due diligence. And I said, well, the only thing we can do here is to actually take the branch over. It's a Brisbane branch, and it was a big branch. 
and it was a big deal for us, like it was doubling our size overnight. Yeah. So we... A lot of people. A lot of people and new equipment that they'd run out of uh, the, the, the essential uh, dollars. So we, uh, we were able to take them over and it was great for us, wasn't it? Mm. It brought some good people into the business that yeah. had really good experience in the, yeah, and you need lo local mm. people are yeah, really yeah. important. Mm. You can't, mm. you can't put New Zealanders mm. as a whole in Australia no. in the business of one route. You actually need local. Again, local. going back to that differentiator, so you, you had a lower cost base by removing your HQ. Was that the, was that again another weakness in that business? Why did they struggle with it? I think they, uh, it was an older business where they had made good money over a number of years. And with the changing times of the 70s, they, could, they hadn't adapted to right. the new era mm -hmm. and the way people, HR requirements throughout the world, people changed the way they, the HR departments and the big corporates mm -hmm. decided they would do things differently. Mm -hmm. So it took away a lot of the opportunity to make a lot of money, but they kept the same structure in place. Right. Okay. The international moving market, from a corporate point of view, has changed a lot yeah. over the last mm. 20, 30 years. So a lot of those, mm. what typically someone would have a corporate account, they are now managed by a global company that is based in Singapore or they're based in the States and, and mm. your service providers. And traditionally, those companies had held accounts directly themselves. Right. So that there was there's been a big shift. So you're part of a... Uh, do you work directly with those large corporates at their head office or do you kind of work as part of a network of approved removal companies? So we've become part of the network. We've got a couple of, uh, well, we've probably got three or four key partners that are overseas that hold global moving accounts and we're service providers for them for Australasia now. Right. Yeah. Which so has been a really good relationship, isn't it? Very much so. And uh, just once we'd taken the Brisbane business over, they also had. Uh, Melbourne, Sydney, mm -hmm. right, uh, and Perth, and uh, they gave you a footprint across the whole of Australia. So we, we then, twelve months later, we took over the uh, Melbourne, Sydney, which was really big deal for us. Yeah, uh, different again. Truthfully, we didn't. We only wanted the Sydney, but they insisted we take the liquidator system. We take right. the Melbourne over branch over. I know it sounds crazy, but he insisted. We gave it to us. And Fiona, was that when you? When did you join uh, the business? I I'm just trying to remember. I think I've just when had my 18 years official full time. Okay. Um, we did. You, Australia was on board when I joined the team. So I originally I was a little bit older. We'd had a hard and fast family rule. If you want to join the business, that's fine. But go and have your own life first. So <laughs> we duly followed, and I'm really grateful for it because I did my AWE and I had a wonderful time. And then I thought I'd better do something serious. So came back to New Zealand and went to Wellington and did a Bachelor of Commerce down there. And then when that was winding up, there was an opportunity for a full-time job in our Wellington branch. And I thought, well, I'll give it a go for 12 months and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, I've got an escape plan because I went off and got my degree. Um, and oh, look, I've been really lucky. I work with a, a, our manager in Wellington is very good operationally. So he taught me a lot of on the ground, what I needed to know. And I was there for a couple of years. And then the opportunity came to move up to Napier to head office. Right. And now I've been here for quite a while. That's good. <laughs> Locked in. <laughs> so give us a snapshot of where uh, Conroy is today in terms of number of staff, countries you have offices in or a presence in. 
What does it look like now? Uh, well, we're in Australia and New Zealand and we have uh, five branches in Australia and six in New Zealand. Uh, we have a staff, a full-time staff will, will be 240, sorry, 340 counting Australia. Uh, and we employ a lot, quite a few contractors in Australia, not so many in New Zealand. Uh, what, what else? Uh, Anything, in, I noticed on your website you have an Asian presence, is that, is that run out of Australia? So the, the Australia, with that, it's, a lot of that is done with um, partnerships. Right. With, yeah, our, similar, our, our Australian business is predominantly international. 75% of their work is international okay. throughout the world. Right. Uh, so international moves. Yes. Yeah. And we are a facilitator for a lot of companies too, uh, especially since the days of uh, the internet. Mm. Uh, we now do a lot of inter-country country moves, arrangements, or we'll, we'll do a move if you want to shift out of the UK back to the States, we'll facilitate that. Okay, cool. That's become quite a big part of, of removal company businesses. So yeah. we manage that, but we don't physically actually mm. do the work. Right, yeah. so you yeah. get a margin on top of the Correct. thing that happens yes. there. Well, that's great. So tell us a little bit about, so you've been in business a long time before you connected with the Ice House. Um, and David, I believe you were on owner manager program number two. Correct. So that was that must have been in two thousand and one, two thousand and two. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in, in the before we we started this conversation, it was your bank manager that introduced you to um, and BNZ have been a great partner of the Ice House since its founding. Tell us a little bit about what that program offered you at the time, and whether whether there were changes that happened in your business subsequent to that. Well, we had worked in a, our own little bubble for many, many years and at, at that particular time uh, we were probably at crossroads and whilst we, we, were, we were pretty gung-ho, we were going places and we felt, felt we were on top of everything but you know, the bank had, they thought that we needed some controls or just disciplines, management practices. Disciplines, yeah. Yeah. Mm. which we uh, we didn't know what the word meant <laughs> in some cases. Good uh, so that was we we did take that on board and really uh, attending Nice House, it gave us opened a lot of doors to a lot of people, uh, including you, David, uh, with your experience from many years and many others there that whilst we thought we knew a lot we didn't really have a clue as far as business discipline went and it, 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 it helped us would i say there's any one big thing that came out of it not really it was a whole series of little little things just talking to people taking taking their advice listening to them listening to their experiences and that's really been the whole way along our business uh, growth standard strategy has been listening to people and see what they've done, how they've done it and, and at the same time sharing our experiences mm -hmm. with them too because whilst we, we've had a few failures along the way, we've also had a few wins. Mm. So it's uh, uh, gaining knowledge from others. 
Well, that's a that's a common a, a common thought from from many of the alumni is is the sort of loneliness that can happen as a business owner and the connections that happen uh, across different industries uh, seems obviously valuable. Um, and Fiona, so you joined the business after your OE 18 years ago, yep. moved up to, to Napier, and your involvement with the with the Ice House, and how, how's that experience been? So with, <coughs> I joined, I, I've started Ice House just after COVID, when we came out of our COVID lockdown last mm. year, and at the time I thought, we've got too much on our plate, worst time to join. Um, hindsight, it's probably been the best timing that I could yeah. have stepped into guess, it. Yeah. Um, it w it's been a really relentless probably 12, 18 months when we look back because I think for many of us, lockdown hit and we were like, oh my gosh, do we even have a business mm. when we get on the other side? How do we manage through the lockdown period? How do we look after our staff? Mm. What does it look like on the other side? Mm. And, and it's just it's given me an opportunity mm. to kind of pause once a mm. month and go, okay, where are we at? Mm. And because it's been so busy, there actually mm. hasn't been... There hasn't been the usual downtime. We haven't had our mm. peak season and our low season like we traditionally do. Mm. It's it's actually just been foot mm. down the whole way. Really, that's Very that's much. really interesting. So mm. when COVID hit, I mean the the word, if you look at it at a macro level, it looks like international moves would be kind of falling off a cliff. So what what happened in the, your business? Uh, they didn't fall off the cliff as much as we thought. We were fortunate through lockdown, we were still allowed to receive the inbound work that was coming in and, and clear it and hold it in our warehouse. Mm -hmm. So we had a little bit of work happening then. What we did see, and then we moved out, and you know, we went into lockdown when we had house settlements were just had gone crazy for New Zealand. So there were a lot of people that were displaced through that time. We kind of came out of it managed to get on top of the work that had come in, caught up with what we should have done through lockdown, and then we're like, okay, what happens next? Well, what happened next was the New Zealanders all started to come home. So we've got, mm, yes. whilst we, prior to the lockdown and COVID, a lot of South Africans came to New Zealand, that door shut, but we've got New Zealanders returning and they're coming back from all over the world. So mm. there's been that to, to manage, so it hasn't stopped the international as much as we thought. Mm. We saw a big spike of New Zealanders coming back from Australia, so we could see from our mm. Australian business, massive inquiry in August last year, yeah. and then we got the tidal wave of actually physically doing the work when we hit December, because mm. of, you know, mm. the, the lag. Um, and then domestically, because the New Zealand housing market has been so strong, our domestic mm. removals have been oh, yes. pretty solid for really mm. since September mm. last year. Hasn't it's a it? coupled with that too, the retail uh, market in New Zealand has just been mm. realistic. Mm. Yeah, 20, the demand on the commercial. 25% of our uh, businesses is uh, retail or joinery, fragile freight, and it's just gone, it's been ridiculous. Mm. Uh, Okay, so you do removals for like almost like in a freight kind of way, is that? Oh, it's like commercial. commercial. We, we, we transport for new furniture factories and some, a couple of big retailers. We do their work. Okay. And they have seen uh, uh, unbelievable growth really? in the last 12 months, mm -hmm. and we've been part of that. And house renovations, we do a lot of uh, joinery and New uh, bathroom products. Oh, I didn't realise that. Lounge suites. Right. Yeah. You name it. It, it, it has been, there's been some huge growth in that department mm. and in the uh, section of our business and office fit outs. Um, there's been no hold, holding back. Eh? It's been right. amazing. Mm. So if you were to look back at 2020, which was a pretty pivotal, it's kind of scary year, but then it looks like you've come out really strongly. 
What what do you what's the one thing you took out of that year? Do you think in terms of as a business owner that you 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 would say that I really learnt X in that year? I think what we've taken out of it is that the whole world has changed, and don't uh, forget try and forget how we operated in the past. We, the, the world has changed, and expectations of people have changed dramatically. So we can't go back to where we were, and we, we can't allow ourselves to go back to where we were. Mm. We've got to move forward and come up with new new ideas, new mm. systems. Mm. Uh, that's one thing we've been very fortunate with. We've got a pretty good IT system. Mm. Uh, and we invest heavily into that. Uh, and we're about website. to, and we've, you know, our big for our project probably the next twelve months as we've got new IT people joining the team and a commitment that we're going to really ramp up around that side of the business. Mm. There's, there's opportunity there for us. Yeah, I mean, digital is one of those massive ways that was accelerated during COVID for many New Zealand firms. Is that what you had? Did you have the same 100%. experience? Yeah, it's yep. just it's just blowing us away. I mean. Uh, Two, three years ago, we, uh, just a small item that we were doing, uh, we started to do video quoting, where uh, you come to us for a quote, mm. we get you to run your phone around your house. Yes, yes. Now, we, I thought that was a stupid idea, waste of time, and I never really grew to like it, or come COVID. That's the only way. That's the only it. way. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we had all these salespeople operating from home. Mm. And it's been the most successful thing that's ever happened in the business. So it's reduced your cost of sale effectively. Huge. huge and so people don't travel; they don't kind yeah. of spend people, half a day. People getting want it now. They right. just want it. They 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 want to want to scan their furniture with their telephone, mm -hmm. and two minutes later have their price. They don't need that's to wait three or four days for a consultant to come to their house no. and do the survey. If yeah. we can give them a call in the afternoon and do it that way, right. it's taken care of. And it's still a human looking at the video, saying, okay, yeah. it's this lounge suite, that, you know. Yeah. Just our people are doing their job differently. Right, right, yeah. brilliant. And that, for all our sales, all our sales people throughout Australia and New Zealand, it's changed mm. completely. I mean, it it's, just hasn't changed a little. No, amazing. Yeah. And I guess you've got, also you've got a record because often one of the challenges around removals oh, is, yeah. oh, I forgot about the room over there that needs moving. And then you have a record of what they've actually shown. Accu accuracy has improved, I would say, about 20% yeah. since we've been doing video quoting. And, and I, our, our operational people all were like, it'll never work and we'll have problems on every job we go to. They're almost happier now if it's been a video survey versus a physical survey. So the right. cost of doing business? That down, up? That the cost, the cost uh, of doing business such is, is down. It's down. Yeah. So, and in, in you, if you, how do you manage your margins on that? Have you priced it? Um, you competitor? You don't want to do that, do you? It's been very, it's been very good to us, put it that yeah. way. Very good. That's, that's <laughs> terrific. Well done. That's great. I mean, but it's, it's. But we're under. We are under quite a lot of pressure with our people as a whole. The wage pressure is significant, so yes, yeah, the yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's helped, it's been but it has been offset in some areas because the demands out yeah, there. But looking up, looking up from here, with that, that's given you a step change in your cost structures and your capability, mm. and you can be ahead of the curve a bit and potentially move your business on, compete better. Oh, very much so. We, yeah. We're finding that now. It's, uh, 
I mean, it's, it's, it's possibly a little bit hard to judge because there's plenty of work out there. Yeah. It, it's yeah. when, when you get yeah. a downturn that it's, yeah. it's always the We'll the see how time. successful how it really yeah. has been. Mm. Yeah. But uh, we know people, they like it, they like the way it works. We can give them answers quickly because everybody wants to know now. Mm. If you go and buy their TV, you really want it today. Mm. You don't want to wait for three months. Yeah, yeah. Mm. expectations are quite different. And Completely. house sales, the way they've been in the last 12 months, uh, people want the house tomorrow, don't right. they? They do, uh, yeah. And, and, and it's moving so quickly. Yeah. And the biggest problem is waiting for the bank to give approval with the mortgage. Yeah. I think that's the slowest mm. part of the whole process. So if I could ask, this is a tricky one, but if, if you've been in business for over 50 years and, and you've, Fiona, you've joined the business almost 20 years ago, if there's one thing that you would say to another small, medium business owner, what, what around investing in themselves um, or, or in, in a business practice at a high level, what, what would it be? David, maybe you, if you, if you've got, you looks like you've got the answer there. Well, one, uh, they've got to invest in, them, in themselves for uh, future learning, if there's such a word. If they, yeah, if they can invest in themselves, uh, it, it, I know it's difficult at the time, but if they, uh, if they can invest in additional learning, mm. and there's plenty of opportunity out there to learn further, uh, that's one of the best, uh, best advice I, I could give. Mm. Uh, business is not easy. Mm. It, it never has been easy for anyone regardless of, uh, but you can make it a little bit more enjoyable by learning. Yeah. And, what and you do, you have to step outside of what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis to look at the bigger picture, mm. because that can get lost very easily. Mm. And sometimes all the good that you're doing, you, you can't actually see. Um, and some of the yeah. challenges that you've got, you equally can't see that as well. Mm. Um, you, you, you can't be 100% all the time in the business. I think you your business will prosper if you actually take mm. the time to mm. reflect mm. and sometimes you have to change direction and do and, and you actually have to do things a little bit differently mm. I haven't got all the answers I've certainly learned that mm. um, and it, it's just a really good it's, it really does help take that next step up uh, and for me it's been about looking after our people our people uh, we our business is nothing without our staff so you know I'm really really mindful of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot of families we support. Yeah. Yeah. And in different countries. It's hard. It's hard work what they do. Yeah. And, uh, truthfully, our biggest challenge going ahead is our people, mm. especially in the environment we're working in at the moment with COVID restrictions. Right. Uh, so, do you mean retaining, uh, or do you mean attracting, or do you mean actually kind of managing the complexities of the COVID environment? All, all around. Probably you all. Know, when you think about uh, them for who they are today, are they are they equipped and capable to do what you could see ahead of you? To what extent do you see you need to upgrade the capability, or is that just part of a continuous process that you're conscious of? I think more so today. We've got to uh, give our people the opportunity to progress. Like we were talking about about one of our girls yesterday. Yeah. She's got great potential, but we've, we've probably held her back. Mm. Uh, but we need to give her additional training and she'll give yeah. us 
great results. It, it's given our people career paths mm. because we've got some amazing people that I would like to retain as time goes on. Mm. It's We also have a little bit of an ageing yeah. um, demographic within yeah. our team, so it's recruiting the young ones yeah. to come in. Mm. Um, that's pretty challenging, mm. uh, not impossible, but there's a place for people out there in our business to have a career. Mm. Yeah, not location may not be a constraint for you, given the sales mode moving more remotely. Mm. And obviously removals means you don't need to be physically located necessarily in one location, is that correct? They could, or are they most of the staff here in Napier or each of those centres? Oh, they're, they're pretty yeah, scattered, yeah. Yeah. scattered right throughout the country. And, and we will uh, we'll take people if they're good in the particular field work, we'll station them anywhere right. in reason. It's a head office here still, uh, but if there's a really good person comes along, we'll, I mean, we've got our innovation manager who looks after our, our smarts. Mm. He operates from home in Tauranga. Mm. Interesting. So you've hired an innovation manager, that's interesting. Yeah. He's been with us for quite a long time, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, and his role has he's he's always had a real passion for the technology side of the business. Right. So he came up originally as international manager and then it changed to a sales manager and then the, the tech has kept developing. So we've rebranded, you know, what he does now and mm -hmm. he has a real strong focus mm -hmm. on the technolo technology side of the business, particularly mm -hmm. around the sales side. I mean, and, and he's really passionate about it, isn't he? Yeah. No, he loves it. He's, he's, you know, it's, it's all over. <laughs> That's great. I mean, it's not that many years ago we had one computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now everybody's got two or three computers. And, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And then uh, nobody, we didn't have to fix computers because we didn't have them. Yeah. Now I think we probably, if we take the staff, contractors, etc., we've got five or six right. people working on our IT side all the yeah. time. So. Yeah. It's a division within itself. Can I just ask a question um, that, that, I, that it's a different question that goes to you both. Um, what, what do you put your success down as a father and daughter in, in the way you've brought yourself, you've come together, you work, and the way you see the transition happening? Can you tell us how that's working for you and what any knowledge and learnings there are out of that? I might have different answers. Um, <laughs> from my point of view, probably good that I wasn't an 18-year-old that joined the family business straight away. So I had yeah. some independence yeah. and I was always like, well, I've got, I've got options if it doesn't work. So I was really, really did want to join the business, um, really invested in it going well, but I was also like, well, I need a backup plan if it doesn't. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. fortunately, yeah. it's yeah. all gone pretty well. And in time, um, it's probably taken time to develop our working relationship, would that be mm -hmm. fair to say? Um, the business has been very much your baby, so it, yes. it takes, it, you yeah. and I have had to learn mm -hmm. lots of different parts of the business along the way. Yeah. But, but now, Fiona handles, manages a lot of the business that I don't have anything to do with. You don't know exists sometimes. I know, it's uh, <laughs> the international, the sales and marketing. Uh, I still look after finance because we haven't been, uh, haven't appointed anybody in the finance sector, but uh, yeah, every every other aspect of the business, uh, the mm -hmm. owner pretty well controls in a sense. Mm -hmm. And she enjoys, enjoys it like the, the, the operational side. We both enjoy operations. 
mm. so which is a big plus. Mm. How uh, do you complement each other? Uh, we we talk we we talk well and we usually come up with an answer. It's not always the right one, but we, but we usually agree, and it's not pressure on either part that we agree. It's, mm. it's kind of we there, there's probably we do things similar in lots of ways. Yeah. One we want to, we want to get do the job as the best we can. Uh, we want to look after our people, so we've kind of both got that. It's priority? very simple. We, we Obviously, the business needs to make money and we need to reinvest in the business. Mm. But we want happy customers and we want staff yeah. that are happy as well. Yeah. And I think we've, the one thing that we both stick to very strongly, and I think our other senior people, is keep it simple. We, yeah. we just don't complicate yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. keep it as straightforward as yeah. we can. Yeah. Well, that sounds excellent. And do you have any, if you've got anyone independent, um, say as a, an advisor or a board member, do you? I, could, I think I can see by your face. Yeah, we 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 we've had a couple come a uh, couple come in, but we have got a, an outside director, uh, chap by the name of Trevor Thornton, who was the who was with Grant Thornton, but not. Uh, partner there for a long time. Uh, Trevor, Trevor worked for one of the big government uh, projects a couple of years ago. You might. South Canterbury mm. Finance. Oh, yeah. Tre Trevor's work, been with us for how many years? Oh, probably 14 or 15 oh, now. Yeah, so yeah. he's based in Christchurch, he comes up for our board meetings. He has been through, he, he's seen mm. a lot over the time in the business, how it's changed and evolved. Um, and probably gets a stick out occasionally when he thinks we're not doing the right thing and, and kind of guides us along our way. And is it valuable? That 14 years of his? I, I think it is, definitely, because we, you do need somebody to, 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 somebody share, to share the odd idea with them. Yeah. Uh, and he, from a commercial sense, he, he certainly, uh, you know, he, he will speak his mind. Mm. So, yeah, it has been, been very beneficial, mm. and I would always recommend that people have somebody. Yeah. I mean, until we had Trevor, we had nobody, did we? Mm. I would, yeah, absolutely, you do need somebody that's independent of your business, and particularly when you've got a family business, because family businesses do operate. We're not, we're yeah. not corporate, we'll never be yeah. corporate, yeah. but we do need that independence outside of it. Just It keeps everybody on the straight and narrow. We're, yeah, we've been very fortunate. Uh, Gary, my brother, who was the other, uh, who's the other shareholder, he, we've never had conflict. Mm. Uh, it's always been he was quite happy to leave it to me to make the decisions. And uh, is he still in the business or not? No, he's retired. Okay, he's uh, a little older than me, but uh, he's uh, he, he's still a director, and uh, he doesn't participate in any mm. any of actual decision making. But he's quite quite happy with his lot. Well, look, I'd like to thank you both for your time this morning. It's been a fascinating story. So, Fiona, David, thanks a lot. I look forward to seeing a little bit of your business outside here before we end our visit. So, thanks again. Cool. Thank you.